Hello, you amazing people out there, and welcome to the Amazing Action Comics Podcast, where we are all about independent comics. I'm one of your hosts, Angel, with Phil <laughs> Pepe. Yeah, I, I, I can't do it. I know you can't. I know you can't. It's been uh, three years we've known each other. You've called me Phil, I think, two and a half times, or John, two and a half times. You just know me as Phil. Uh, how's it going, Angel? Oh, God's going good. Do you know how, it just feels dirty. It doesn't feel right. Like, I just, I, like, you don't look like a John to me anymore. <laughs> um, all right, so. Just a really quick. Cla- yes, go ahead. Can- really quick clarify on the long running joke uh, that, uh, so where we work at the Joker's Child, there was already a John there. So when I started, they called me Phil uh, because that was my father's name. And um, and it was really cool. I loved it. It was great. We carried it over into this. We did a whole episode. Our 50th episode was all about this. Um, and there was a, a back then there was a point where we, it was just audio uh, where my brother will call him Frank with a PH. Um, <laughs> he's like, why are you calling me Phil? You know, and I said, oh, it's a joke. And he's like, oh, OK, I get it. I get it. And then he became part of the bit. So then once we went video, he noticed, he's like, oh, I don't know. This is weird. I think it's brand confusion. Uh, he did cite that, you know, there is a scholarship in my father's name, uh, mm-hmm. Phil Pepper Scholarship at Montclair State. Uh, that is actually coming up for this year in a couple of weeks. Uh, very excited about that uh, as far as for this year's recipients. So then he's like, oh, I don't know. Now that it's on YouTube, I just, I'm really worried more about brand confusion. So yeah, we're going to, we're, so I was like, all right, we're going to do what we can. Uh, the titles are going to take a little while to fix, uh, if ever. And, um, <laughs> ever. and, so, and so, um, Angel's going to try to refer to me as, as John, but the luxury of having the video, uh, air quotes. So we can, you, you can do the air quotes. So that's fine. Uh, just need to just want to clarify for posterity. No, I am not passing myself off as my father, Phil Pepe. Uh, he has, uh, been not with us for about eight years now um uh, it was done to sort of honor him uh and and i never had a problem with it but you know if somebody has a problem with something uh you know you got to do something that's why that there's like um you know when you see a medication commercial there's that 0.01 percent chance of getting something right <laughs> they got to put it in there because like one guy got a sniffle from taking a medication i'm like oh we got to put that in there so that's that's the disclaimer we're gonna move on and yeah. just make do so and it's 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 just more of uh, like you said, it was to honor, but you know, honestly, in, in all fairness, it was out of laziness because there was multiple people with the same name. So if you're screaming somebody's name and they both say what, yeah. it just becomes annoying after a while. But in all fairness, you know, as we grew up, like I grew up and they called me Chino because I had really, you know, chinky eyes, and in Spanish, that's what it means. Yeah. Um, and you grow out, grow some of the stuff. So for like as long as I've known you, you've been fucking fail. And, <laughs> right. And we- we joked about you every week. You were going to try and give me a different name. We right, were just going to right. try to do that. You couldn't do it. You no, couldn't do it. No. It was we tried just... Sally for a while. That fit, but yeah, it, <laughs> it got let go for a while. But yes, this is this is John Pepe. This is the son of uh, Phil uh, Pepe. Uh, so we're in broadcast royalty right now. Yeah. So if you have any questions for? Uh, I'm a broadcast Phil, Nepo, baby. <laughs> they were all good. Um, all so right, we're, guys. So yeah. we're back. We're back. We're back. I missed that. Two week hiatus. I know it's just been crazy with the new schedule. Um, you know, I, it's not that I don't, don't want to do this. It's just 
if I'm half awake, I'm probably not going to remember what I'm saying, and I'm probably going to offend more people than I want to. Uh, <laughs> so now we're trying to get onto a regular schedule, so we're back to our own thing. So uh, this is uh, another episode of the Indie Comic Review. This is actually episode 106. Uh, we're going to get right back on track. I know that we had spoke about the uh, Indie Movie Review possibly being next week, but I think we'll push it to the last Thursday of this month, which okay. is, is it next Thursday or the That's following next Thursday? next Thursday, yeah. Holy shit, dude. April's almost gone. Almost like, gone. it's going to be Memorial Day soon. It's going to be free comic book day soon. Oh, shit. That's yeah. in two weeks, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. So, yes. So, we'll talk about that towards the end. Um, so, no yeah, Mike, Michael Gonzalez, uh, who uh, we interviewed, uh, that was posted a yes. week and a half yep. ago or yep. so. Our, um, uh, great interview. Great guy. Very talented writer. Check out his stuff. Check out that interview really twisted great horror sensibility love him uh he had left a comment he's like oh i heard you guys are gonna do the crow let me know it's my favorite movie graphic novel so yeah michael uh it's on tap for next week who knows what'll happen but thank you yeah, for being maybe here we'll, that was fun. yeah maybe we'll get him in on it make Ooh. it a trio if you like we'll see okay um all right so this is another episode of the comic review like i said it's episode 106 we're actually going to catch up on some of the things we wanted to review one book from the week before uh, just because the writer is actually a really good friend of the shop. He actually grew up on the East Coast um, before he made his way out to the West Coast to become a huge writer. No, I shouldn't put quotes because he is a writer. He is uh, a writer. And then, <laughs> yes. I'm glad you and didn't put huge quotes. <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple of books uh, for this week as well. As far as what we got going on at Amazing Action Comics, um, yeah, we're, we're still trucking along. I think we have... Um, the second book of Red Hyena is almost finished, which means we're going to get ready to launch that Kickstarter. And I believe we're going to actually put uh, Courage on our Kickstarter because that's been on the burner for a while. So I'm really excited about that so we can get some physical copies. We actually just did um, our digital copies. So all of our books are available digitally. Uh, we go through Global Comics. Uh, I think I'm going to put the link inside there as well. Uh, mm -hmm. So if you like to read digital stuff or you want to check out our stuff, uh, 99 cents. We made all our books so that anybody who wants to read them can just read them for 99 cents. I think some of them are actually free. Um, and then when we get the physical copies, if you want yourself a physical copy, they'll be available down the road. So we're looking at probably doing our entire catalog, hopefully this September, which would be great in physical format. So they'll be available again because right now we're going through the first volume of Project Shadowbreed where we're doing the high res files for that. So we, we got a lot of stuff going on in the background uh, on top of trying to get some sleep. Dude, I only got like four hours of sleep. I'm going to do this and then probably go to sleep again for like another four hours. Uh, Speaking um, of backgrounds, I got to do something about this white background and my jet black hair. I got to get a haircut. This looks <laughs> you right, you do need a haircut, bro. Yeah. Uh, it's all good. All right. So uh, we are actually going to dive right into it. So this is the Indie Comic Review. Like I said, we're going to actually start with a book from last week. So why don't you, yeah, why, why don't you get into it? for? Because this is probably one of the most outrageous things that I've read this year. Oh, man. Yes, it is The Giant Cockjew from Image. And this is, uh, this is by uh, the aforementioned uh, friend of the store, Jerry Duggan. Mm -hmm. uh, Jerry Duggan, a uh, big writer, big TV show, comic book writer, currently writing X-Men, wrote a bunch of mainstream stuff. 
uh, but has been doing a lot of really wonky and weird and, and, and real subversive kind of stuff with Image, specifically the Scotch McTiernan one-shots, uh, holiday party, mm -hmm, Halloween mm -hmm. party, uh, the upcoming Scotch McTiernan versus the forces of evil. Uh, really great, really reverent stuff. Um, all that's done with his uh, writing partner, Brian Posehn, comedian. Uh, they also did Deadpool, a great run on Deadpool together. Uh, and Scott Koblish, uh, the penciler uh, for the Scotch Retirin one shots with Brian Posen, is back with Jerry for Giant Kotju. So, yes, so we have uh, for the credits, which I think are buried in the back. Uh, yeah, written by Jerry yep. Duggan, artist Scott Koblish, Hi Fi did the colors, Joe Sabino did the letters. And. Um, Looks like they were allowed free reign because I'm not seeing an editor, uh, an editor on this. No. Um, and now I always thought of the writing duo of, of Dugan, Dugan Posehn, um, that it was really Brian Posehn. If you know his com his comedy, he's very adult, you know, uh, sensibility for his comedy. Uh, so I always thought it was really Jerry, the one reigning Brian in on the, on the stuff that I've read that they've written together. Uh, but this Jerry Duggan unleashed like a giant horny ka uh, Kaiju on San Francisco. Uh, Kaiju, uh, well, uh, Kaiju is the far as the giant monster, right? Yes, uh, I know. But, uh, but yeah, so, so, so it's really Jerry's the, the madman of this and it's Brian Posehn, I think who reels him in, which I think is a hilarious in and of itself. So yeah, so what this is, is this is the R-rated Godzilla that we parody that we've kind of been wanting for, but didn't realize that we wanted it. Uh, and yet in that, like all these, um, you know, Godzilla giant monster movies, you know, uh, there's a there's a message. There's a, a an environmental message. You know, Godzilla was rose from the oceans because of the uh, the nuclear testings and the bombs of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. It was all a response to the, the burgeoning atomic age. Uh, so this is basically saying, hey, our climate, we screwed up our climate so bad uh, that this is the worst that it could get. And this giant cockju uh comes out of the ocean and literally just shits on the town uh just and 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 it's you know it's radioactive fecal matter with digested skeletons but also living other living things that i guess didn't get digested so even out of that fecal matter comes these things that are eating people uh and this this giant cockju is horny uh, and he literally has sex with a building in the middle of this book. And it is one it's of crazy. the greatest things I've, I've, it's one of the greatest things I've <laughs> ever read. Um, I just, it was just so weird and so bizarre and so subversive. And I really want more. There's, uh, you know, you have your scientist doctor who is, you know, they call him and he's drinking in a bar. And of course he's going to get, he gets roped in to try and solve everything. The cover has a promise of like a Shogun warrior type. So this is going to go mm -hmm. all out. Uh, this three issue series uh, they are very hopeful of hitting uh, their, their release dates because it actually tells you issue 2 May 17th, issue 3 June 14th right in the back inside back cover we're holding you to that guys um, the other thing I thought that was brilliant because uh, we were told because we got an advance of this because Jerry is a friend of the store so we right. got an advance of the story and originally it was going to be called King Dong 
which is also a great title, but I think for a few reasons, I think some licensing, you know, trademark reasons, and also just, I think putting dong on the cover wasn't, you know, uh, let's try, let's just go cockjew. Let's just spell it weirdly. <laughs> um, I was doing the alphabet math, right? And I was looking at the possible, so, so if you're racking this alphabetically, right? Mm -hmm. You know, GIA. The, the next possible ones would be uh, Gideon Falls, Giga, and or G.I. Joe, unless you put G.I. Joe at the front of the alphabet. But that's a whole other thing. Right. Um, so Gideon Falls, I think, is done. Uh, Giga yep. is a, a kaiju book. Correct. Uh, G.I. Joe, there's no G.I. Joe currently right now. Nope. So alphabetically, the next combination that would come, if there's no Giga or even with Giga in between it, would be Godzilla. So this is so the title Giant Kaiju is mm -hmm. is genius. If they did the uh, alphabet math like I did, it's going to be racked right next to your Godzilla comics on the wall. So that's great. I think that's a great idea. The only thing I will say is that a lot of kids do love Godzilla, right. and this humor is this humor reminded me of the most. Do you remember the movie from like 1980, uh, Ringo Starr, Caveman? No. Lot of perverted poop humor. Yep, yep, That's yep. kind of what this is. Uh, or movies like uh, History of the World Part One. You know, movies of that early '80s that right. you know no kid should be watching, but I watched them at right. a very young age. Um, and so I think that. So here's the thing, parents: if you want to get this for your kids and you think your kids can handle it, go right ahead. But right. be very careful. This is a very good sign for parents to you know take a look at what you are going to get for your kids. Uh, see if you feel that they're okay to handle it. Kids are mature these days, but also people are more sensitive these days. So this has this really weird, sits in this really weird place where, yeah, this fits in with a very earlier age of comedy uh, that we grew up on. Uh, so I just, I, that, that's the only caution I want to say, you know, just uh, parents, if you think your kids can handle the the, the, the the dick and fart jokes, if they've seen a Kevin Smith movie, that's this is really no different, you know? Uh, but if you feel that they can handle it, then then have at. But yeah, definitely definitely look at it first before you snatch this up for your kids. Yeah. Uh, but boy, man, if you like really weird, twisted, gross comedy and you like giant kaiju monsters, giant cockju from image man this is this is gonna this is gonna scratch the itch in a really weird way man but uh really yeah. dig it three issue miniseries too not a big commitment. no no uh all right you're the only person that i know that can do a review and a psa all in the same uh clip so it's all good uh yeah i enjoyed it i mean jerry duggan's been doing some stuff for quite some time he's been in the biz for a bit uh, a lot of the mainstream stuff the last thing i think i read of him that was independent was the dead rabbit series it actually got turned into dead eyes because of the whole, I guess, licensing thing that we're dealing with as well here. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, I just just out there. And it's funny, the irony of what you're saying in your PSA about kids reading this book is that if you gave a kid, you know, a piece of paper and said, draw Godzilla doing something in the city, more than likely he's going to be shitting all over the city. Uh, that's, it's, 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 yes, it's, it's what kids do. Their imagination just goes into the weirdest places. But to me, this reminded me of what the next Cloverfield movie should be because that'd be freaking fantastic <laughs> with Danny McBride and Jack Black. Oh like, that's, my god, that's it'd be great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Phil, Phil just hit the, no, the, the nose on the head. If, if you guys like you know kaiju stuff, and uh, but this is like really, really out there. Uh, yeah, uh, Cockju from uh, Image Comics, definitely check it out.
and, uh, and it's, and it's worth a read. Koblich, as always on the art, really knocks it out of the park. He's really yeah. good at like taking familiar tropes or familiar kind of uh, characters and then making them his own. Uh, he's got a very Eric Larson style. So I, re- you know, if you respond to Eric Larson, you, yeah. you'll respond to this. Uh, and yeah, he just does illustrate it with all the hilariously gross detail that it deserves. The only thing that kind of just got me a little worried was the the actual cock of the kaju. The, the full was, page spread, yeah. Yeah, but it was scaly as shit. So whatever he's going to be ramming, whether it's real or not, is going to hurt like a mother. Well, you so, know, that's actually, that's in nature, dude. Like like a uh, lot, like cats, they got yeah. prongs. Because that's, that's, it, that's, it's, con- it's not consensual. It's like they latch in <laughs> and it's like they're there until they're done. And the, the the recipient has to just deal. All right, that's too much biology for me today. Let, let's move on. All right, <laughs> We're so edu- on to- this is entertainment <laughs> today. This is let's great. move on to your next book. Let's go into Terror War. <laughs> Terror War. All right. So uh, this is another one from Image. There's a good front cover there. I do like this little logo on the back cover, which is actually something that is uh, sort of like a Ghostbusters type patch worn by the team that you follow in this. Uh, this is written by Saladin Ahmed. Penciled by Dave Acosta, inked by Jay Leaston, colored by Walter Pereira, lettered by Sean Lee, and edited by Heather Antos. Uh, so this is, um, hey, it's the future, and this is how bad things have gotten in society. And uh, and we have a guy who grew up in poverty and had a very horrible thing happen to him uh, as a uh, or that he witnessed as a child uh, because he lived in these slums, and he now. Uh, as an adult, um, has this special ability uh, that basically he has these things, he can fire these things called brain bullets. It hurts like hell, but it makes the nightmares go away. What are the nightmares? They don't know where they come from. They just call them terrors. And this is very much, I mentioned Ghostbusters before, these nightmares or these terrors that show up, basically they are your greatest fear manifest right and then they come after you so right at the very beginning as he's on his way to work uh because he is a terror fighter and terror fighters are sort of these independent contractors so there's a whole bunch of them out there competing for these bounties the to to capture these these terrors uh and basically if you save someone from a terror you get uh you get paid right uh, if the person that you're trying to save dies, then you do not get paid. So that the goal is always to defeat the terror first, so you can say you know, get paid by the person you're saving. And so they like bounty hunters. They're very much bounty hunters. They're like sort of these unsanctioned. There's no government, I think, regulation or control over them, uh, which also means that there's r- rival factions of these right. of these guys too. Um, so this guy's on his way to work, and a terror manifests itself. Um, and what's really they did a really good uh, illustrative trick here. Uh, and I don't know if uh, Saladin Ahmed wrote it or Dave Acosta just went for it. The, the ter- first terror you see is sort of this childhood cartoon character, right? Uh, this sort of licensed character uh, that that this guy who it's attacking obviously grew up very afraid of and never got over that fear as an adult. And when you first see it, the shadow is like a round head with what looked like two round ears. 
Mm. So it's it's like the shadow creeping across the wall looks like Mickey Mouse. Oh uh, but then when you actually see the terror itself, it's a giant cartoon frog, right? So the the uh, the what look like the ears are actually the frog's eyes. And right. so I was like, that's a great visual trick. I like what you're doing with that. That like I said, that made that Ghostbusters connection to me. You know, the terror fighters wear that patch, you know, on their shoulder that's sort of, you know, oh no terror, terror busters, right? Um so you you know he he has this encounter with this you learn about how he can fire these brain bullets um and that's why he is uh, an asset to his team because they're the, he's the only one that can really deliver the kill shot to these things and they don't know like i said they don't know where they are what they came from they could be ghosts they could be aliens it could be something else and so you do meet the team you know that he works with and they're you know all different personality types and even the medic on the team is also equipped for warfare as well to fight these things. Uh, and then you see them take on another terror. Uh, that's kind of cool. It's sort of like they said, Oh, somebody watched an old history video. Cause it's a, 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 a zombified like world war II soldier, but it's like one of the biggest ones they've ever seen. Um, and so you kind of see the stakes in this battle. Uh, and then of course you do see the growing rivalry or the existing rivalry uh, between these terror fighters because yes at the end of this first issue the another team of terror fighters show up so really good first chapter i don't know if it's a mini or an ongoing i think it's going to be a mini just because i don't know how much further the concept can go um beyond i think what's going to be the setup of the two teams going after each other or, right. or competing against each other and then probably the you know people will die and the survivors will have to team up or something like that um but i really dug it i loved the illustration style i love the imagery um you know it's a unique take on the dystopian future uh that we're presented with a lot in indie comics uh but i love this idea of you know living nightmares nightmares become manifest your fears become manifest and physically attacking you and just causing damage um and especially they could be giant too like a like a giant cogju because now that is my biggest fear <laughs> yes. uh so so i really don't or just being in a building and the thing you know oh but anyway God. uh sure. yes. but yes so so terror war uh from image comics uh really cool first issue really like the story really like the art uh really dug the concept like i said a nice twist on on the dystopian future about cool. how bad things can get all right guys check it out terror war from image comics all right i'm up next uh so the next book that we have is called all eight eyes so yes yeah, so have you seen arachnophobia or eight-legged freaks uh this is right up your alley um so from Dark Horse, you got the script from Steve Fox. You have art by Peter Kowalski, uh, colors by Brad Simpson, that is by Hassan Osmane Allahu. Um, yeah, really cool. I picked up actually the B cover uh, because it's uh, a Stoko cover, and I just love, love, love his details. However, this is where I'm pissed off, right? Because he's doing this book called the, uh, the Five Devils or something. I already forgot what the book was called. Because um, it's been that long, and he hasn't finished it. It's on fucking issue four, and he had to freaking finish the book, and it's been over a year. Oh, the what? The five uh, yeah, orphans. The five, yes, five yes, yes. Yeah. I that was only solicited as a four issue. I think there's just going to be another volume at some point. No, no, because it did not end. The story did not end. Which you is why I think there's another on volume. Four issues. I don't care. It's not done. There's fucking five devils or five something. Five, five beasts. beasts. <laughs> we have a guy five beasts. All right, whatever. I'm going off on a tangent. <laughs> Um, all right, really cool. So 
it's I, I think this isn't actually going to be a mini, um, but it's exactly what it is. It's it's giant spiders that are in New York City. It's funny because it's actually New York City because it opens up in uh, Alphabet City. Um, and for those of you that don't know, I grew up in the city and I spent a lot of time down in Alphabet City because I went to school uh, on the Lower East Side. So, yeah, to see the Alphabet City stuff was pretty cool. Um, I was waiting for Dead Devil to pop out, but he never yeah. did. Um, yeah, so the art is really cool. The the tone setting in this, like it's it's supposed to be eerie because like spiders are in the dark and stuff like that, and just kind of like peeping out. But what's really crazy about the story is the spiders have been around for quite some time. This guy that's chasing them down is like a homeless guy, doesn't know where they came from. Just about a decade ago, he just you know encountered his first one and has been chasing them down ever since. But the spiders are in New York City. Do you know how crowded New York City is? And to have these giant spiders never spotted. But it's cool because in the story, he's constantly going over that aspect of, you know, people only see what they want to see and they cover up what they don't want to be seen kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So if we look at the way the institutions work, if there's something out there that's going to create a panic amongst the public or even the public themselves sometimes turn the blind eye to things that they don't want to have to deal with. So we're dealing with an infestation of these giant spiders that, you know, there's missing people in the city. Uh, there's, you know, things that are going on that are unexplainable. They just keep it in the dark. So we find that it's, it's, it's following this kid pretty much who has a roommate in the city. Um, it's sort of like a deadbeat because his roommate tells him to fuck off because he hasn't paid rent in a couple months. Uh, so he ends up going into the park and finds this guy beating something to death. So he goes over and he looks over and he sees a dead guy. Um, and he's about to call the cops because he has his phone on, and then he looks over even more, and there's this huge giant spider just dead right next to it. So he's high, obviously, because he's a kid in, 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 in freaking 2023, and so he starts running away. The guy chases him down, and basically what we find out is that these actual spiders are real, and he, you know, he gives him the whole background of what he's been doing over the last 10 years, and he tells the kid to just go home, forget what he's seen, whatever it is. He says, but the kid says he can't. He can't forget what he's seen. So he gives him till I think, Wednesday. It's Friday. He gives him to Wednesday to say, listen, if you really want to do this, you want to know more, just come back Wednesday midnight. He comes back. They kill another fucking spider. It's actually a, a hive. Um, he's digging into a hive because a woman had claimed that she saw a monster in the park. So they went to this particular place. They started digging, and there's a hive of freaking just spiders just coming out. So the guy just tortures the whole thing. Um, and that's, that's basically what it is. He's just a spider hunter. So basically now he's sort of has like this mentee of a kid that he's going to be taking on. And it ended up with them showing him a map of all these different places where he thinks there's going to be hives. So they're just going to go to these different places and just hunt down these spiders. There's no origin. <laughs> at all so there's no explanation as to where these spiders came from there's just more of you know cover-up stuff and he's just hunting them down something happened in his past because you saw sort of like this uh flashback of why he's doing what he's doing so he definitely lost somebody in his past hmm. but he's not gearing up to it now um so yeah i, I thought it was cool it was just really out there because i'm just like I've lived in the city all my life. I lived in a block that had 10,000 people. There's no way you're not going to not freaking see something and somebody's not going to see it with you kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, they were showing like different instances of people being, you know, taken. So it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm going to continue with it because I want to see where it goes to see if there is any sort of like an origin with the spiders or what's going to come of it. It reminded me of the art from, um, what is, what's the book, uh, Where Monsters Lie? Mm, okay. uh pretty much i don't think it's the same artist i have to go back and double check but it's it's yeah it's geared up there it's really nice i mean the coloring is great and then it gives you sort of like this uh background at the very end where it's sort of like uh the homeless guy's journal of what he's been doing and how like 
pretty much the stories are passed down from one person to another in regards to where these different locations of these events are happening and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so if, if you like those those types of movies, uh, the Alien Freaks and uh, Arachnophobia, pretty cool. Check it out. All eight eyes from Dark Horse Comics. The base plot I kind of is very similar to Terror War too, but uh, it's it's contemporary, which is which I like. So I kind of yeah. I'm gonna check that one out because I did pass on that one. Um, now now being New York, um, are these spiders s- scared of the rats? <laughs> you gonna say something stupid? Because I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. <laughs> yes, who is not fucking cat. scared of the rats? The rats aren't freaking rats. The rats are cats. The size of cats. <laughs> my, friend, my friend used to go, uh, every time we walk around in the city of New York, he would just, anytime the trash was out, he would just go kick a trash trash bag just to see the rats run around. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? And it's still true to this day, which is scary. Yeah, uh, they, they've got a new rat czar. Rat czar. She, she's going to get the rats. <laughs> okay. All right. We've got one more book, right? Yes. Yes, we Shoot, do. So uh, you've done a few of these. Uh, this mm-hmm. is one of the, uh, this is my first one of these uh the archie horror uh one of the archie horror one shots the chilling adventures presents the cult of that wilkin boy this is the b cover by uh robert hack uh i just i dug this imagery on this cover i think it was a really, it's pretty really cool good cover yeah uh and clearly it's uh there, there's a rec- there's a 45 r.i.p final record coming out of the skull uh so this is a music focused thing uh this is written by horror master comic horror master cullen bunn uh penciled by dan shoning inked by ben galvin colored by matt herms uh lettered by jack morelli uh senior editor jamie lee rotante associate editor stephen oswald assistant editor vincent lavallo um and these are the same this is the same exact team apparently that did the chilling adventures of salem one shot uh Mm. which i should have picked up because that's about a cat and i like books about cats uh but uh but this is also up my alley because this is one of the uh twisted rock star stories that i love so much uh in comics a a visual print medium that loves to put songs in comics and i always find that always a, a weird thing because you know you're reading lyrics but you have no tune to go with them and it never just it never sounds like a song when i'm reading it uh but i, I love exploring the world of rock stars and music um especially in comics and there have been some really good ones lately uh so this is basically i mean it's a one shot so i don't think this exists in any of the other chilling adventures of archie world stuff i think this is new to this one shot uh i don't think there's really any room for this to grow it is a very complete story um it it is it moves really quick because uh it's a one shot um and i felt that this could have used a little bit more room to breathe i think it's only about 20 pages of story and um i felt that this could have maybe been a little more double-sized uh just because i found the story you know engaging and i just wanted more which again that's mm. great that's the first rule of entertainment right um but it really follows similar paths as far as you have a young struggling musician makes a deal with with the devil or a devil or a demon uh to to you know, he sell the, the deal is give me you know make me a, a music star make me the biggest music star in the world and um you know uh and i'll give you my soul so it's seven years after that uh where we pick up the story and we get some of that information in flashbacks uh where it's been seven years so the contract is up this guy's got to give up his soul he doesn't want to do it he has amassed this amazing cult following of fans that as you kind of come to realize 
kind of do his bidding. They just they they will do whatever he either tells them or it even seems that he has such a stronghold that he can mentally communicate to them what he wants them to do or he's really good at manipulating a situation so that they will do what he is hoping is the end result because he has this plan where he 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 decides to cancel his sold out show in Las Vegas mm. because he's not only is his soul about to be taken, but there's also a rival rock star who is eclipsing him now on the charts. And this guy didn't make a deal with the devil. This guy apparently just has talent, charisma, and is amazing head of hair. And he, <laughs> um, it's literally like the guy's hair. This is really, really funky. It's really neat. Um, and so he, uh, so, so, uh, you know, the guy that we're following bingo Wilkin, um, decides to cancel his show knowing that his fans will cause a riot uh that has casualties uh including somebody who is um who 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 is close to him but it really feels like it's more out of convenience and he pushes the situation where that person uh, is faced with this angry mob and it doesn't go well for that person, but you get the sense that it's all part of Bingo's plan. Um, and then the way he tricks the devil and how it involves his rival, Clyde Didiot, um, was very, uh, very well done, very well handled. And it was a bit of a swerve that I didn't quite expect, uh, where this was going. So I don't want to give too much more, uh, again, not a big commitment. It's a one shot. It's a really right. good re read. Uh, was there enough for the 20 pages to get the full story? I, I ab absolutely, but I still, I, I still felt it needed, it could use a little bit more room to breathe mainly right. just, I think just because the art was really good and it really could have, uh, kind of expanded a lot, you know. Um, it's it's neat. It's this 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 sort of modern Archie style, where it has some earmarks of like what you would think of an Archie, but it's you know it's a horror comic, so it's more detailed. It's a little more visceral, a little bit more real mm -hmm. than that you know that stock Archie style. Um, and even though I don't think it really fits within the Archie world or the dark Archie world or whatever this is, um, I thought it was a really good standalone and I really thought it was worth the time. Um, and I kind of, like I said, I just wish it was, you know, give, give me a few more pages, uh, right. to really expand a couple things. I don't think there were any really plot holes, but I just, I did. I kind of wanted to see more. I wanted to see any more of what this demon was about. I kind of wanted to see a little bit more of the rivalry. I kind of want to see a little bit more of the relationships with his fiance Samantha, uh, as well as his manager named Phil. Which you know, so we still got some Phil in this. <laughs> Phil. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So the uh, Chilling Adventures presents the the cult of that Wilkin boy. Uh, really good twisted rock and roll cautionary tale. Uh, basically, don't sell your soul to the devil. Uh, just get famous on your own talents because it could end up bad or good. I don't know. However, you are. He had a good seven years. Yeah. Well, no, um, you know what? He's again. He uh, he 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 games the system and he tricks the devil and he gets a little bit more than seven years out of that contract. So yes, for sure. Um, all right, so there you have it, guys. You have yourself at least four books that you have over the last couple of weeks. Um, ignore the date that you see on the screen. Uh, <laughs> you got the Giant Cock Jude, you got All Eight Eyes from Dark Horse, Sarah Wolf from Image Comics, and Chilling Adventures from March Comics. Um, yeah, we this is like months in the making, and we, we missed the anniversary of his death um, not, not so far ago. But yes, next week we will be doing the uh, 
any comic we review you, which is still the crow. I still have to get through the the trade. I'm still like about halfway through. Um, yeah, a ton of prose, a ton of poetry, and you know, complete. There's some similarities to the movies, but actually, so much discrepancy as well. Um, where it's just not the same at all. Um, but it's the same but different. It's the same but different. And and then that that news of you know a remake of it happening just you know destroyed my life. But we'll see if that ever comes or sees the day of light. Yeah. Um, well, on that they one. finished. Apparently, they finished filming. They're in post production. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, see. we'll, we'll so, talk about so that next week. So. Wasn't a wasn't a bat girl in post production too? And we never saw that one. So yeah, we'll see what happens until it actually comes onto screen. Um, all right, guys. So you will see that next week. Um, if you like what you're hearing, uh, please subscribe to the podcast. We're going to be here every week. I promise from this day moving forward. Uh, we'll, we'll be die. here. So we'll be us. Uh, give you the reviews. And, you know, it's it's been really good for indie comics lately. I mean, there's a ton of material stuff that's coming out. Um, Eight Billion Genies just finished. Do a Power Bomb, which we love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and countless others. I mean, I started reading uh, stuff from Mad Cave Studios, which I never did. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hunt, Kill, Repeat stuff is really good. Um, so every now and then, you're going to find a diamond in the rough if you just keep searching. And there's so much stuff out there when it comes to the independent scene. Definitely, definitely, you know, start digging in. And I guarantee you will find something that you love. Um, if you like what you're hearing or uh, if you're a creator and want to come on to the podcast, we'd love to have you, just like we had Michael. Just go to amazingactioncomics.com slash podcast to come on and promote yourself or and or your project. Uh, I'm putting air quotes on. Phil and I would love to have you on. Uh, anything that's Amazing Action Comics, stay up to date. I mean, we're constantly on. If you're not following us on Instagram, go to AmazingActionComics.com. Uh, we're constantly posting updates uh, there as well. Please, 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 we cannot stress this enough, support your local comic shop days. May 6th, which is not this Saturday, but the following, not even the next Saturday, the following Saturday, two Saturdays from this one. Um, is free comic book day, and that's a yearly tradition. Obviously, the pandemic interrupted some of it uh, way back. We had one last year, um, but this year should be pretty big. And this is a one-time year event where you know comic shops they get a whole bunch of comics that they don't get for free. They order them at a reduced cost, but give them away for free. So it's a really good way to get uh, the younger audience into you know hopefully comics. There's going to be some kid-friendly comics as well as, um, you know, adult comics that they can pick up and, you know, just dive into. So if you're looking for a place to, you know, start diving into comics, Free Comic Book Day is definitely an event that you want to visit at your local comic shop. Just call them up and make sure that they are doing it. We're definitely doing it at the Joker's Child. So we'll be there all day. So will Batman and a bunch of other characters. So a lot of people come up in cosplay, which is fantastic. Someone come up um, with the giant cockju cosplay. Come on, do it. Do it. Oh, Freak man. out today. That'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, because Phil's just going to be dropping the pen all day. Wait, wait. Uh, all right. So, yeah. So, please support your little comic shops and just uh, keep them running. Phil, where do you get your comics from? Well, I get my comics at The Joker's Child in Fairlawn, New Jersey. And I got to say, not only do we have some great product at The Joker's Child, but we got some really, really good customers. People who love listening to this show and are very happy that we're back. Um but yeah, come out to the Joker's Child. Angel and I are there uh, most of the time. Uh, I'm there. Uh, but yeah, come on by. Come and chat about comics. We'll recommend stuff for you. We'll find your old favorites. We'll find new favorites uh, at the Joker's Child. Uh, the 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 action never truly stops at the Joker's Child. It never does. Wonderful. All right, our friends. Um, until next time, please be amazing. Stay amazing and read something amazing.